And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. And my name is Tony Clement. And you are you are fresh from being like uh, stranded in Germany. Oh, yeah. It was uh, the, the, all those travel woes. Uh, I, I, I miss I was 10 hours late getting to Germany, getting to Berlin. And I was a day and a half late getting back to Canada. So, yes, the travel woes followed me around for sure. Yes, and of course, I was up in cottage country. It figures I go to where, like your old riding. Yes, yes, I was driving all over your old riding that you used to represent, and then you left that riding I had left. while I was there. Like, why'd you do that? Like, you should have stayed. Two ships passing through the night. I know, but uh, just bad timing, my friend. But I'm glad you're enjoying Muskoka with the Fam Jam. That's great. Yes. Well, I'm back now. My family's still up there. We've been up there for like two weeks. So they're just there for another couple of days and enjoying it. I got up to uh, Bracebridge, Minden, Halliburton Highlands. Didn't get to Huntsville. Okay. Um, so didn't go over there, but lots of lots of wonderful places. What did you do in Bracebridge? Did you do, did you do the uh, Santa's Village thing? No. But you know what's funny is that like everyone I told – that I was going to Bracebridge. That's exactly what they said. <laughs> so is that is like Bracebridge known for that? Or oh something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where Santa is in the summer. Don't you know? No, I, but I didn't, a, I didn't know that. And B, I didn't go. So I did end up going to the local medical supply store in Minden because I rolled my ankle very badly. Yes. Um, Ouch. I, I could make up some crazy story, but I, I not, I was literally doing laundry and missed a stare and, I, I thought I had broken my ankle, to be honest. It was bad. Fortunately, we had a, a friend of ours, Rachel, who's a registered nurse. She was staying with us, her and her family. And uh, so she took care of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the walking, I, I went and bought a walking cast, an air cast thing, just to be on the safe side. Didn't get any x-rays, but swelling's all gone. I can walk on it. Well, obviously tender, because I did did uh, wrench it pretty good, but uh, bruising. and Wow. Yeah, so we'll not see. Not fun. What, uh, not fun. Yeah, so I was. Uh, it was funny because I said, you know, I I told the woman there I didn't go get an X ray, um, and I said like, do you have any experience? Like, do you think it's broken? She's like, well, even if it was, this is what they'd put you in. So no, okay. I, was, I was like, okay, well then I'll just get it. So yeah, no, I I was uh, concerned about how uh, bad it was, but I'm glad that you're healing quickly. Yeah, it, I, I, it was, I heard a pop, like I, I mean, it was, yeah, I've never had a sprained ankle or an ankle issue. So it was a, an interesting feeling, but man, did it ever, I've never seen anything swell up that fast. Wow. And it, it was, it was uh, really quick. The other thing I want to say quickly too yes. is, um, Steve Pakin did email me like oh. you said he would. Yes. Uh, a wonderful email. I won't share all the uh, details of it because it's between Steve and I. Ooh. But uh, yeah, no, very, very nice email. I'll tell you, like that guy, pro- he could be he could be the most polite and classy guy. I, I think I, I think I've ever known, to be honest. I like he is just. I don't know. He's just, I just, he's just so polite and friendly when he's. Yeah. And he's got a lot of integrity and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. And, uh, 
you know, I don't always agree with his opinions, but they're always reasonably expressed. And um, he's got a lot of heart to him as well. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I don't agree with everything he says either. And it's like, but you don't, you, it's like you could never get mad at him. It's like, oh, Steve, like, you know, <laughs> he's like, no, Jody, I think you're an idiot. Oh, Steve, <laughs> you are such a good guy, Steve. <laughs> so is there any upshot that you can share with our listeners or is it all private stuff? Oh, it's all highly personal, oh, highly okay. personal. but no, it was just, just things he was remembering. He was just things he was actually, he was behind and listening to our podcast. Oh. So he listened to a bunch of episodes and he just, you know how I'm always mentioning him yes. in the episodes. So he addressed one by one, all my <laughs> questions and points, which he has an amazing memory as well. And then he kind of, we just chatted and he thanked us for the, he was very happy of his, with his coffee mug. Good. And, um, yeah, so Steve, if you're listening, I'm sure that uh, you know, I'd send me another email. I don't even I th- actually, you know what? I didn't even respond to him. So I probably should do that. See, I'm not very I didn't see, I, we could even come up with a saying because being really classy, polite and having lots of integrity is called uh a Steve Pakin. And I, so I need to I need to Steve Pakin, Steve ah. Pakin because I haven't responded yet. So Okay. Well, we'll leave that for another show. Yeah. So, and I hey, by the way, I think if I this will be perfect because he'll email me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's a massive Red Sox fan. He's so, huge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he was upset. Like, I think the Jays took two or three from them last week. So he probably. I'm going, I'm going to a Jays game uh, soon in a couple of weeks with the Muttonator. So uh, he'll he'll get his mug uh, from our show at that time. Hey, can you Do you remember the name of the Red Sox pitcher who had the bloody sock and pitched in the playoffs or the. No. You don't remember that? No. No. Well, okay. I'm, I'm not, not going to. I'm not a Red Sox fan. Well, Steve knows who's it. Who it is? So, <laughs> if, if I'm sure we'll hear from him. But if you know who it is, email us at andanotherthingpodcast at gmail And then you can be in our draw for a coffee mug if you do that. <laughs> we'll give away a coffee mug. So. Exactly. Um, this show presented each week by the great crew at Municipal Solutions. John Mutton and his team doing a wonderful job. Uh, you can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And Tony, I know that you can share a little bit more about what John does and what his most recent Instagram post was, because I know that you're up to date on that too. Yeah, he, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, he did a Canada Day thing, I think, uh, was his most recent one that I saw. But of course, Municipal Solutions is Ontario's leading MZO firm, Municipal Zoning Orders. So uh, those of you in the know about uh, municipalities and getting developments approved and permits approved know about the MZO process. They've had a lot of success with that. So Please consider them uh, if you need that uh, done. Uh, They also do planning services with municipalities, engineering and architectural services, minor variances and land severances. Uh, But don't forget those building permits and those development approvals go to municipalsolutions.ca. And then our uh, most recent sponsor, it's very busy time for Julie, uh, right around Canada Day and beyond. Now that we're into the full summer, the Muskoka Chef is busy. And the Muskoka Chef is a female-owned local service food service company, services the Muskoka Lakes region all year round, and her services include on-site and off-site catering, private chef experiences, and micro-wedding catering services. She is located right on Lake Joseph in Muskoka, delivers food by car 
uh, to your front door or by boat to your dock. I think that's just amazing. And of course, summer 2022 is in full swing. She's very busy. She still has a few spots open, but also September and beyond, she is available for all of your catering needs. She also offers vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options as well. Please go to themuskokachef.com or you just call Julie. It's as simple as that. You can call her at 416-846-3653. And then finally, just a little program note. Remember that you can hear and another thing podcast via terrestrial radio on uh, Hunter's Bay Radio, 88.7 FM in Muskoka. And you can, uh, you can do that every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. Just go to huntersbayradio.com. And don't forget, looneypolitics.com is the place to go for exclusive content for their subscribers uh, with shows uh, like from us that you cannot hear anywhere else. Use the code PODCAST to get 50% off an annual subscription, looneypolitics.com. Tony, you mentioned Hunter's Bay Radio. When I was in the Muskoka's, I did tune in. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard a music mix like that in my life before. <laughs> Very eclectic, isn't it? Yeah, that's one word for it. I don't know. That was, yeah, uh, well, community radio, baby. And then I and then I heard this guy. I can't remember what the bit was, but it was like tech something. But anyway, he was talking. He did this funny camp story, and he like apologized in advance if he offended anybody. And there was some, uh, I would say there was some questionable content in this story. <laughs> so it was... Uh, it was it was interesting. I'll tell you that much. Well, we run the gamut. We have uh, you know a lot of dad jokes, maybe, and uh, we also have uh, my program, Tony's Rock and Shindig, and we have a great uh, program called uh, Les Be Honest, which is from the uh, lesbian gay perspective. So uh, again, we run the gamut. What can I tell you? It's uh, it's something. It's something <laughs> to behold. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, I was running the roads and. Muskoka and you know trying to dodge moose and turtles and listening to uh did you see turtles no i didn't no I, we saw one turtle i think okay I there's there. a lot of turtles around right now is there okay yeah. i didn't see i didn't i didn't see any it was uh lots of turtle crossing signs but and great great our new mpp is in a little bit of a, a, a turtle oh, speaking of speaking of blanding's turtles <laughs> did <laughs> you hear about that? i heard about it yeah yeah doesn't take long, does it? I I was thinking exactly the same thing. Here he is, brand new. I think we, like yeah. like three or four days old as the minister of natural resources, and somebody's taking him to court because when he was Bracebridge mayor, they paved over a turtle hatchery or something. I don't know. He's probably already gotten more negative like attacks from just being in provincial politics for a week. Than he ever had as a as a mayor. I would it's agree just, with you. Yeah, it's just it's. I don't honestly. I mean, again, that just when I saw that article, based on, again, I don't know him other than he's been on the show, but I know that you have great things to say about him. But I saw that article and I thought, why on God's green earth would anyone <laughs> want to do this? Honestly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you have your kids, your family. They're all reading this article now where they're tearing down their. You know, the husband, the father, whatever. People I mean, are I, pointing to him saying he's a turtle killer. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid. But uh, anyway, I, I hey, look, somebody's got to do it and more power to them. So it's not me. But uh, anyway. Well, I uh, I can't disagree with you. And uh, I'm glad I've had my, my 25-year stint. But that's about enough for me. 
So you were away in Germany stalking Stephen Harper. Yes. And uh, what, what, uh, tell us a little bit about that because I know we've got some interviews with some. That's right. Yes. So I was in Berlin for five days uh, and uh, we were at the, what is called the International Democrat Union uh, Forum. The IDU is, uh, uh, despite the name, which is a bit confusing for people, but it is an umbrella alliance of center-right political parties from around the world. So UK conservatives would be a member of the Christian Democrats from Germany, et cetera, et cetera, and the Conservative Party of Canada. Stephen Harper, our former prime minister, Canada's 22nd prime minister, is the chairman of the IDU. I was the the deputy chairman a few years ago, but uh, now uh, helped sponsor the forum uh, uh, as of uh, Tony Clement International. Uh, but we had uh, a bunch of other sponsors, and uh, this forum was um, was basically a series of uh, sessions about topical issues. So a lot of the sessions, because we were in Germany, of course, and there's a lot of Europeans there, were about Ukraine, and uh, we had the former president of Ukraine there, Poroshenko, and we had the former prime minister of Ukraine, Yulia Tymoshenko. They were both there, so pretty high-end uh, representatives who spoke to the gathering and there was a number of sessions, you know, youth in Ukraine and uh, other, you know, aspects of uh, what's going on there right now, uh, European policy relating to that. There was a session on China as well. And then I chaired a session on supply chain because obviously with my role as co-chair of Reshoring Canada and as a sponsor of the conference, they allowed me to to co-chair a session with um, a mining guy from Norway and a German uh, Bundestag uh, MP. Uh, and um, yeah, there was a whole lot of people, politicians present and politicians past. And so I just took a, a couple of those and have done a couple of interviews, which we're going to play. One is with Louisa Atta Agyamang, and she is from Ghana, she, a young lady, uh, probably I'd say, Mid twenties, maybe, uh, and she is very involved in the IYDU, so the International Young Democrats Union, uh, and but also highly active in uh, Ghanaian politics in 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 Africa. And uh, you'll hear her talk a little bit about her role in IDU, but also in Ghana. And then I got her talking about women in politics, and she was very very passionate about that. So I think our listeners will uh, appreciate hearing from Louisa. She was the MC for the entire conference. So she was introducing people and uh, uh, she was on the stage a lot. Um, and so uh, she got a very high profile at this thing. And then my other um, interview is with Enda Kenny, who is a former, uh, I think I've got to pronounce this right, Tausik. Uh, anyway, the former prime minister of Ireland. They have a Gaelic term for prime minister. I think it's Tausik. He pronounces it properly in the interview. Uh, and he, uh, uh, he and I talk a little bit about Irish politics, uh, talk a little bit about European and Ukraine situation. And uh, I asked him whether he ever met Jason Kenny because they have the same last name and he actually hadn't met him. But uh, uh, he was, he's uh, very, very uh, positive about Stephen Harper and, and the role that he played in international affairs. So here's the, here's the thing about uh, former Prime Minister Kenny, he, uh, I interviewed him kind of early on in the, um, the the sessions, but then I, I grew to know him a lot better because 
uh, he was staying at the host, same hotel I was staying at, and he was always at the bar. I, I kid you not. He was always at the bar. And uh, one, uh, one night after the, the conference was over, I went to see, uh, I, I went to see uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds uh, at, a, at an amphitheater in Berlin. Uh, and so as I was leaving to go to the concert, uh, there was, uh, there was uh, Enda Kenny sitting at a bar table in the lobby of the hotel, and he had, th- he had a bottle of champagne and two bottles of wine. And uh, I guess people were going to visit him. So he's all stocked up, <laughs> you know, waiting for guests. We returned from the concert, and he was still there. Wow. I, I mean – this guy, uh, he, he lives up to the uh, stereotypes maybe a little bit, but <laughs> just a bon vivant and uh, all telling stories. We were, ta- we were telling stories about uh, his uh, encounters with Bono. We were telling stories about, you know, being prime minister and doing this and doing that. So just a, just a great guy. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he actually took me aside and gave me some business advice. And he, he, it was very interesting. He said, you know, you, you, and he's talking about himself as well. Don't, uh, he was basically saying, don't sell yourself short. You, because you're involved in politics, you have a you have a window into human behavior that business people should pay should pay me good money for is basically what his point was. So it was it was very heartfelt. It was uh, very nice of him. Did so he I've tell you to, to? Did he tell you to drink more? Like is that <laughs> some advice? Or? He was a bit, he was looking at me askance when I kept ordering ginger ale. Like, look, Tony, <laughs> Tony, I love you, man. But look at you got hold on a second. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, he's a great guy. So we've got an interview with him as well. You know, having an ex-prime minister of Ireland on the show, I think that's a new first for us. So it's all good. Well, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, we'll enjoy these interviews, and then then we'll wrap up this show. Welcome to an And Another Thing. And uh, Louisa, why don't you just say your name and uh, where you're from and what you're doing here. Okay, I'm Louisa Tajiman. the president of the Young Democratic Union of Africa and also a member of the New Patriotic Party. I'm here today to represent the Young Democratic Union of Africa and um, I was elected um, yesterday to be the IWDU vice chair mm-hmm. and as you can see I'm also the MC for the entire program. Yes, yes, that's how you're on stage a lot so yeah. people are getting used to you. What attracted you to being involved at this international level? Okay, I have always been um, a student activist. I mean some years mm. ago I was a student activist. I was the first lady president in my university, president of the Ghana Union of Professional Students. So I went through all the student ranks, the leadership ranks. So before becoming active in the party. So um, I, I, I met a lot of young people and also people from other, I mean, a part of the world. So there was an opportunity and then the party, I was, uh, some, a lady, the party needed a female to represent mm-hmm. and I was nominated to attend um, a pro- one of our um, doer programs. And when I went there, you know, when you have the leadership drive and you have that calling to always serve, anytime you find yourself in an environment 
you do you you cannot hide it mm-hmm. anytime you have the opportunity to serve you come out to do it so that was when i contested for the position of the presidency and i'm the first elected president of the young democratic union of africa fantastic do you find uh is it usual for females to be involved in politics in your country or is this something new how, how do you feel about that i think that it's you know, with time it grows, but we still haven't gotten to the point yet whereby we can say that indeed we have gotten to a particular stage mm. that we should be relaxing. I have always said that we can do better um, also in my country, Ghana, but we have to build this from the scratch. You know, over here I met um, experienced politicians, I mean the female we, women in IDU and they, they were talking about helping our women on all of that. I unfortunately like, I got in a bit late but one thing I had wanted to suggest to them is that this is a project and it should be a long-term project. If we want to see more women in leadership and politics then it should start from the scratch. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that Young women, we should start grooming young girls and even young women from their senior high levels. We form clubs, associations that will inculcate in them that spirit of leadership. Mm-hmm. And then psychologically, we, 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 we let them know that they have the ability to lead. You know, psychologically, women sometimes feel that they are supposed to take the second role in politics but it's it's not true we have women who have really taken their time to learn build themselves and they have the ability to lead but we have to start it from somewhere so we train these young girls by the time they grow they know that they are ready to lead but you don't wait for the young girl to grow into a young woman and to be in her 40s 50s and that is when you are going to tell them you can do it you can do that no it's new she's already used to the second role positions and then the other things but politics and leadership is not part of her but we should start from somewhere and before we realize mm-hmm. in a decade or more we have already i mean grown a lot of i mean a huge population for that so do you think that uh maybe in the future there could be a future prime minister or presidential role for you in ghana is that part of your aspiration i am always ready to serve and when the time comes and then there is the opportunity laid down for me, why not? But for me, as you can see me now, I'm, I'm taking my time to still learn mm-hmm. from, from the best, from people who have been there. Today we met the Norway, former Norway Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. I told her she's a role model and she's doing well. She's, she should keep, I mean, inspiring young people. So... For me, I, I'm, I'm still learning and ready to serve and in any role in the future. Well, uh, Louisa, we can only wish you the best of success and thank you for coming on our program. Thank you. I'm grateful. Here with uh, Enda Kenny. He is a former Prime Minister of the Republic of Ireland. Welcome to And Another Thing. Thank you. In, in Ireland, the Prime Minister is referred to with an old Irish title called Taoiseach. Taoiseach. Which means leader, or tribal leader in, in, in Old Irish. Okay. So at a European Council meeting, there is only one Taoiseach 
There might be lots of prime ministers ah. with only one Taoiseach. That is a very good point. Well, I'll call you Mr. Taoiseach from now, <laughs> now on. Well, former. Former, absolutely. So you're here. Obviously, you've got a, a, a good relationship with Prime Minister Harper. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons you're here. I know here. Prime Minister Harper for many years. Obviously, this is an IVU conference. Right. Uh, the party that I lead, uh, that I led in Ireland, is uh, the Fine Gael party, which would be centre-centre-right, but with a, a strong social conscience. So we're not members of the IDU, and the Fine Gael party was a founding member of the EPP, right. the European, European People's, People's party. party which is linked with the IDU at European level. But you had a special, you were the guest speaker last night at the dinner, and I, th I thought you had a very strong message for all the delegates here. Yeah, well, I, I speak as somebody who was involved in politics for 45 years, and if you look at the history of uh, conflict around the world, these things never end inside a short time, whether it be Chechnya, whether it be Iraq or Vietnam or any of these wars. They've caused untold damage, untold misery and, and, uh, and, and death. And the Ukrainian situation arising from the flagrant abuse of international regulations and the invasion by Russia will not end quickly either. Putin is not going to back down and President Zelensky cannot back down because he represents the, uh, the, the free world in respect of uh, uh, liberty and, and uh, sovereign countries. So in order to break that impasse, you have to look at how other conflicts were, uh, were concluded. And that ultimately means negotiation, sometimes not in the conventional sense, mm. but people have to be able to talk to each other about how this can, uh, how this can end in a way that from their respective positions, nobody loses face. Mm -hmm. And the poll um, findings this morning by Lord Ashcroft speak for themselves and it's probably unique in the world that a substantial proportion of people in Russia think that Ukraine is invading Russia. And on the other side of the, of the planet, if you like, a substantial proportion of people in the United States think that the election was stolen mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of the impact of, uh, of media sources, social media and so on. And these are very dangerous times and they require uh, a different kind of thinking as to how conclusion can be brought so that people think along with their lives. Do you think that there's a role for Western leaders, whether it's uh, Macron or France or... Yes, I do, of course, yeah. and they've already given that in a very strong signal, both from the G7, but also from the European Council, which granted um, uh, Ukraine candidate status to become a member of the European Union. And if you like, Putin himself has said, I don't object to this, whether you can believe that or not. Uh, to join an economic entity. Like membership of the European Union transformed our country, a small country, over 50 years. Ukraine is a massive landmass, mm -hmm. obviously in a different situation, but, but you know, could always become the buffer between the European Union and Russia. And now as a candidate country for, for European status, mm -hmm. it's actually you know, uh, a job of work for the Ukrainian government and for the Ukrainian governments of the future to actually prove that they can comply with the complex and bureaucratic uh, conditions that need to be uh, attended to. But Europe itself and the European Council will help Ukraine in that in order to demonstrate, um, you know, proof of their own belief that they should become not just a candidate country, but a full member country mm -hmm. in time. Can I talk in our last minute uh, mm -hmm. just about Canada and Ireland? Because uh, you spoke last night about mm -hmm. 
the Irish diaspora, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, uh, mm-hmm. Ireland was one of the founding peoples of the modern mm-hmm. state that is Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and after the great famine in, in when the potato crop failed in the eighteen forties in Ireland, Grosseil became a landing point for hundreds of thousands of Irish immigrants who travelled the Atlantic on the coffin ships. And the diaries of many of those exist, and they tell of the terrible conditions and the and the uh, hardship that they went through. But Canada has always been, you know, a very favourable country towards Ireland, and in a modern sense, Canada has been very welcoming for young Irish people with the granting of two-year visas and more. Mm-hmm. Very substantial number of young Irish people in Vancouver, in Toronto, places in between, uh, and of course in Newfoundland. Uh, a section of that is is all Irish because they were fishermen originally from the from the south of Ireland, the county of Waterford, um, and very many strong links there. So we've had that connection with Canada. Mm-hmm. Very proud of the association with Canada, and long may that continue. But in a word, Canada has always been a welcoming friend uh, to Ireland, and we want that to uh, to continue. Now we have a very famous Canadian politician, uh, your namesake, Jason Kenney. Mm-hmm. Did you have a chance to, to connect with him ever? No, I did not have a chance, chance to connect with him, though I did uh, connect with uh, Mark Kearney. Oh, great. Uh, who was the governor of the, the Bank of England and obviously a very important personality in the world of mm-hmm. high finance. His people actually came from my own county in the, in the west of Ireland, very strong connections there. Um, and obviously, of, of course, we have had others from Canada who've played their part in, in the, the political connections between Ireland and, and, uh, and your great country. So, from, and from that, in that sense, we regard Canada as a, you know, a powerful friend, a much bigger country than we are, but we get on very well together. Well, let's hope that those uh, very warm relations continue. Thank you very Please much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Some excellent discussions there from two different characters new characters to our program and who knows maybe they'll be repeat guests at some time if you cross paths again but yeah uh, the next forum is actually in washington dc in december so i'm hoping to get some interesting interviews out of that session as well are you like a are you like a forum groupie or what is it it sounds like it it sounds like it doesn't it yeah i mean i've never the only thing that blows my mind about you is like there is never i've never seen you travel where you don't end up finding some sort of like live music event or something. Yeah. Well, you know, I did again in Germany, by the way, I did again. And uh, seeing Nick cave, I'd always wanted to see him. I had tickets for him for Toronto and then COVID intervened and then he canceled. I don't blame him. Uh, But uh, so I, I just couldn't uh, avoid seeing uh, Nick cave in, uh, in Berlin. That was, I've never even heard of Nick cave. Really? Never. Have you watched Peaky Blinders? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Have you watched the Harry Potter series? Yes. Okay. So in uh, Deathly Hallows Part One, when um, uh, when uh, Harry and Hermione are dancing in the tent, yeah. Um, well, the song that they're dancing to is a Nick Cave song called "Oh, oh. Children." Oh, okay. So there you go. So you have heard a Nick Cave song. I didn't say I just said I've never heard. I said I've never heard of him. Okay, okay, yeah. No, he's got some great songs. He's got some great songs. Oh my gosh! And the place was going nuts. So it was good. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, that's uh, that's all we got. I'm uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank here. Unless you want to throw in something else. No, uh, we're we're still waiting on a couple of leadership candidates. Uh, I haven't given up on that. I know their schedules are very busy, but uh, we've we got some. 
Yeah, so we haven't had anyone yet, right? We have not, no. We and so Jerry, to you told me, Lewis. you and, told me, yeah, less than we know is in. Yeah. Pierre is, I'm assuming, in. Yeah. Uh, you said the Sheree was in, and then they bailed on us? Uh, Sheree, initially, his uh, one of his media people said yes, and then they, they took a pass. At the at the end of the day, which you know it's it's it, whatever, uh, but uh, we should be able to get a, at least a couple of them on, which I'm looking forward to, and uh, of course uh, we already had a leadership candidate for the uh, for the UCP leadership because Rebecca Schultz was on our show, and then a week later uh, decided to run for leadership. So yeah, yeah, I was just I was just thinking to which we predicted by the way, yeah. um, but based on an article, so it wasn't anything we did. <laughs> Uh, I should mention this. I know what's up with Sheree is that he's heard about he's heard what can happen when you come on our show about I the know. good, the really good or the really bad. And he's he's thinking, I'm not going to take that chance. I think he got some advice from his team and uh, they decided that it wasn't uh, it was too much, too hot to handle. Yes. Well, Aaron, he might have talked to Aaron O'Toole. Aaron would have said, don't go on the show. It could be. You want to know what happened to me here, Jean, after I went on the show? <laughs> look, look what happened to me. <laughs> look what happened to me. Now, what he did, I can guarantee what he didn't do was he didn't talk to David Pacini because Pacini would have said, when I was on the show a week after I became the minister of the environment. Exactly. So, so it's a young so, yang. So what I'm thinking, this is just my conclusion. What I'm thinking is Jean Charest doesn't have the best network of people to talk to. That's what I'm thinking. Well, it does happen. It does happen. That's you got to watch who you're talking to and have a wide group of people. Otherwise, you can uh, get cut off from reality, right? Yes, that's true. You got to have it's uh, what, what is it better to have? Uh, um, how does that saying go? But wide and deep, or no, wide and shallow versus uh, narrow and deep, right? Is like your friends run like you might have a small amount of friends, but the relationship is really deep. Versus a, a bunch of friends where the relationship is very shallow, right? So you're saying it's better to have shallow and wide relationships? No, 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 no. I'm saying it's better. Have, I'm saying it's better to have a close circle of friends that you trust and know. And, okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. But uh, all my whole point with Sheree was he's talking to the wrong people, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, because Pacini's the guy. David Pacini's the guy. That's who you talk to. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out in just a few weeks whether Sheree has talked to the wrong people because this thing's gonna come to a close soon. I'm call I'm calling it now. First ballot, Pierre Polyev. There, you heard it here first on first, Anything Podcast. Yeah, yeah, and if that's not accurate, then I'll uh, go back and edit this out and <laughs> re- right. relaunch another one. I'll be uh, you heard it first. Seriously, disappear from yeah, our, yeah. our <laughs> yeah, Pierre second ballot. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So, Anyway, all right. Well, thanks again to uh, John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. You can find them at uh, municipalsolutions.ca. Their support allows us to present this to you each week, and we are very thankful for that. And, Tony, I know that uh, you can give a plug for our famous chef friend. Yes, Julie, the Muskoka chef. She's waiting for your call. She's at 416-846-3653. Or you can simply visit themuskokachef.com. And Hunter's Bay Radio, you can find us on there. Yes. And looneypolitics.com. Use the code podcast to get 50% off an annual subscription to get yourself access to exclusive content that you cannot get anywhere else. We will do this again in seven days. Sounds like a plan. Take care. Bye.